Welcome to the North Hills Church Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into unique content created just for you. I'm your host, Ryan Ferguson, also one of the pastors here at North Hills Church. And as always, joining me behind the camera, over by the computer, producing the entire show, is the one and only Tyler Ballantyne. Tyler, thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Tyler, you have a voice of velvet and I love to hear it each week. I'm really thankful for you and that you're here working on the podcast with me. Speaking of the podcast, it's our third week. We said that we're gonna take these first couple of times together to remind ourselves why we're doing the podcast, why take a deeper dive into unique content. Well, we wanna, we wanna make sure that you know what you need to know, and we also want you to be encouraged by what you don't know. So thanks for joining us. It's a pretty cool day. Happy Leap Day 2024, everybody. That's right, it's a February 29, one of those years where we have 366 days. Do you ever wonder why we have Leap Day? It's not so that you can just run around jumping. I mean, that makes sense. I'm gonna run around and do some jumping today, but that's actually not the real reason why we have Leap Day. Leap Day exists to ensure our calendars align with the Earth's orbit because it actually takes the Earth 365.2422 days to orbit the sun, according to NASA. So, all those years, everybody's been telling you that it takes 365 days. It's a lie. It's 365.2422. So that's why they throw in that extra day. It's 365 days, five hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds to make it around the orbit. So we add that day, so everything lines up on the calendar and with our seasons. So this week, you even learned a little something, didn't you? Tuned in, walked away with a little knowledge that I dropped on you about Leap Day. So hope you have a great one. Hug everybody, take a leap, and enjoy Leap Day. And here's what you need to know about this week's Need to Know. A lot of updates from last time, uh, a lot of uh, announcements that we've covered before, so I wanna hone in on one particular item from this week's Need to Know, and that is the opportunities for you to serve, listener. Believe it or not, there are opportunities here at North Hills. It's an interesting group dynamics thing. People come to a large church and see everything happening around them and sometimes assume they have everybody they need. Well, we have everybody we need to accomplish what we did that day, but that doesn't mean we don't need more people to join into ministries where God's working and where we need volunteers. This past week, we highlighted children's ministry and what's going on there. The opportunities to serve there are many. And what they're looking for, believe it or not, in kids' ministry is primarily just a willingness to serve. Do you have a heart that is willing to go and serve kids? And there are so many different ways that you can serve kids because here at North Hills, a child is anybody under the age of 18. So there are plenty of opportunities. You can care for little ones in a nursery. You could teach a class in kids' stuff. You could be a classroom helper if you don't want to teach. There are summer programs where you only serve for five weeks. There's opportunity after opportunity. So if you're interested, jump onto the website and you'll see a place where you can connect and serve. And right there at the top of the page is a button that you can, sit, that you can see that says immediate needs and you can hit that and see all of the options 
And you can tune into the podcast in coming weeks because from now on, starting a new segment, we're going to talk about where you can have a place to serve right away. So take advantage of it even this week. Speaking of serving, I wanted to take a second and tell you about something that you probably don't see, an area of serving that isn't seen, and yet it's beautiful. Out of our men's ministry, there are gentlemen who come alongside single moms and widows in our church and others in need, and they use their handyman skills to meet practical needs. And believe it or not, we have four individuals that are known as area coordinators. They actually have a region where our members are that they oversee for single moms and widows and others who have need. We have about 20 plus volunteers who will go out and do these particular projects. Now, here's the deal. God's made everybody different and provided a place where they can serve. This is not me. I'm not the handyman. I wish I was. My dad was a handyman. He was amazing. He could fix everything. While he was being a handyman, I was reading Shakespeare. And Shakespeare, it doesn't help you fit, fix a leaky faucet, believe it or not. It's not as practical as you might think. But these guys have the gift to come alongside and help people meet immediate needs. So if you're in that category, single mom, widow, and you're listening to this, and you have a practical need that you need some help with, um, this is not heavy construction, this is just handyman projects, then you feel free to reach out to John Cruz at johnc at northhillschurch.com and he will get back with you and see if this team of volunteers who's serving in a way that nobody will ever see, if they can help you. And now we have this week's Missions Minute. A time in the podcast each week where we want to remind you of what's going on around the world. Here at North Hills, 18% of your giving every week, right off the top, goes to missions. And we want to make sure that you know what God is doing with your sacrificial giving. I've mentioned for the past two weeks that most of these stories, we're going to have to redact names because most of our primary partners overseas, our supported missionaries, are in places where publishing their names and situations would be a safety issue. But nonetheless, here is a story of what God's doing around the world. <clears throat> a partner of ours in the Arab world sent this report. More than 10 years ago, our partners working in the Middle East told us about an Arab couple they codenamed Jack and Jill. These courageous believers lived in a Muslim nation where they experienced every form of harassment and persecution. They were threatened with death, with having their children taken away from them, and with not being allowed to work for wages resulting in starvation. Members of North Hills Church, most prominently Herman and Ellie Van Sluten, and let me stop there, listener, and tell you a little bit about Herman and Ellie, some of you here at North Hills might remember them. Both Herman and Ellie served the Lord well into their 90s. They are both with Jesus now. They were missionaries, prayer warriors, and if you ever visited their home, you were going to sing and eat a cookie before you left their house. That's just the way it was. 
and Herman and Ellie regularly play, prayed for Jack and Jill. They prayed passionately for Jack and Jill to be able to immigrate to another country where they could live with more freedom. Yet, year after year, hopes and plans for escape fell through again and again. However, we received this update in early February. 18 months ago, Jill received a work visa in a European country. She traveled, studied the language, had her qualifications transferred to local equivalencies, passed her examinations, and submitted all of her paperwork for Jack and the girls to follow to the European country. Jack and the girls will be traveling within the next two weeks. None of their immediate or extended family will be told until they are in the airport, through passport control and security, and are about to board the plane. Would you please join us in praying for these people that we've been praying for for 10 years to be able to leave this particular country? They've been at hard points in the past, and something has always come up where they couldn't leave. Ask that the Lord will give peace to the entire family as they pull all of the details together. Ask that final goodbyes would be filled with faith, hope, anticipation, and joy. And friends, as we hear more about Jack and Jill, I hope to return in a future podcast to give you an update. Next, on to this past Sunday's big idea. This past week's sermon's big idea. Steve Kaminsky, a member, longtime member of our church, uh, was the one who preached this week uh, as we begin uh, getting closer to the Sermon on the Mount. And in a sense, Steve set us up for the Sermon on the Mount with his sermon about Walk This Way. Now, that title isn't referencing the famous song by Aerosmith and Run DMC. Walk This Way is all about how do we follow Jesus? And this week, as I thought about the big idea, I figured there's no better way I could highlight what Steve said than quoting a small section of his sermon that I found particularly powerful. There's one more thing you can do if you want to walk his way. If you want to walk the way of Jesus, be a student of his words and his works. Listen carefully because it's not always what people expect. It's easy to walk down the wrong path. The true path is narrow and hard. Matthew will reset our values and change our direction. It will turn our world upside down. Things that most people think are weak and worthless, Jesus says are blessed. Secret sins, the sins in your heart, are more lethal than the sins we can see. Acts of worship done in secret mean more than those done in public. The unclean and the outcast, whom others will not touch, Jesus embraces and heals. The storms and demons that frighten and repel us, Jesus commands and calms. Those who can kill your body deserve your fear less than he who can destroy your soul. Though God's work appears weak, it is strong. Though small, it is great. Though lost, it is found. Though old, it is new. Though hidden, it is priceless. If you save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life, you'll find it. It is an upside-down kingdom. 
to follow this command, to walk his way. We do not need to be mighty or powerful. In fact, we need to be poor and weak. Jesus has the power. To walk his way, we do not need great resolve or skill. We only need to answer his call and follow him. Jesus knows the way. To walk his way, we do not need supernatural gifts of healing. We simply need to use whatever gifts we have to comfort, welcome, and encourage. Jesus does the healing. To walk his way, we do not need to travel across the globe to unreached people. Though some may do just that, we simply need to reach across the aisle to the people right beside us. Jesus sees you and he calls you. Follow him. Walk his way. Listeners, thanks for joining the podcast this week. Remember, North Hills Church exists to believe God's word, connect with God's family, and share God's story. Hope you tune in next week.